Welcome to Christ-Dependent Single Motherhood, where you can find encouragement in mothering, support for spiritual growth and healing, and a helping hand as you learn to manage your world. You're not alone. We have a promise that if we're in Christ, Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. The Bible says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Single motherhood is a hard path. It's a rocky path, but it's the path he has us on and he's leading us all the way. Hey, welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Sarah, and if you're listening, the likelihood is that you are a mom who is on your own. I know from experience that that is a very heavy weight, but I'm so thankful that that's not a weight that we have to bear alone. It's been on my heart as um, we begin this podcast the first episode, to start out by talking about this topic of the devotional life, especially as a single parent. Friends, Jesus Christ is our source of strength. He's our peace. He's our refuge. And if you find yourself struggling along the path that the Lord has you on, I would really encourage you, if you haven't already, to strengthen your habit of drawing near to God, making Jesus your home, abiding in him through his word and through prayer. When we rest in Jesus Christ, when we're seeking him, he strengthens us for the circumstances he's placed us in. And remember, there's there's not a single thing in our lives that doesn't pass through his hand before it reaches us. Trust him. He can do a mighty work in you. I think that whenever we have a big loss or a life change, we need to remember that it can take a while to find new routines. I remember that um, in the days after I had each one of my children, I really felt like a duck out of water. I just felt like all of my routines and my habits were thrown for a loop and nothing was working the way that it normally would. It's important to recognize and remember that it's the same when we have a marital loss. That's a huge change. So we need to be particularly intentional about figuring out a way to reestablish those routines of seeking the Lord in his word and in prayer or putting new routines into place if they haven't been there before. So I thought it would be helpful today for me to share three things to remember to help us get or stay consistent in spending time alone with the Lord each day. The first one is this. Remember the power of a small habit. I want to share something that my pastor told me many years ago. He said, if you're not currently having devotions, regular ones, Remember that five or 10 minutes a day consistently is going to have an impact. Maybe that seems hard to believe, but please try it. I think you'll see that it makes all the difference in the world. If you're able to spend more time 
That's wonderful. But please don't slip into an all or nothing mentality. I know that's something that I've struggled with. I, I get hung up on this idea where I think I have to have 30 minutes or an hour to spend in God's presence or I can't do anything at all. But remember, God's word never returns to him void, Isaiah says. It always accomplishes the purpose for which he sends it. And when we take it in, even in smaller amounts, the Holy Spirit will use that in our lives. We have a promise. The second thing that's important to remember to help us be consistent in our devotional lives is it helps to pick out a time to shoot for each day. One of the wonderful things I've noticed in the scriptures is that God doesn't prescribe a particular time of day that we need to seek him. We have freedom. And we also know that we can approach his throne anytime, day or night, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. But there's also something that's very powerful about setting aside time each day privately to seek him in the Bible and praying. Mornings are great if you can. I I just love the early morning hours while it's still dark and nobody else is awake. It's very quiet and there aren't interruptions except for maybe the dog. I have a red chair in my room and I love sitting there with my coffee and my Bible and a hymnal. Sometimes I have my notebook. However, I realize this doesn't work out for everybody. You might have a nursing baby or you might have a special needs child that you're up with in the night. And there may be other things that make it very difficult for you to get up earlier in the morning before everybody else. And that's okay. I have found that the nights when I struggle with insomnia or when I'm awake in the wee hours, they're a wonderful time themselves to sing and read God's word. It occurred to me the other night that if I weren't alone, I wouldn't have such freedom to sing in the middle of the night because I'm not bothering anybody, but the Lord hears and my heart is lifted. Now, another option is a lunch break at work. Maybe you can go to your car alone with your Bible and it can be a great time in God's presence. Evenings are also a possibility. When my children were younger, I used to sit on the couch at 11 o'clock at night and I would just read and pray and sometimes do some Bible memory. I also used to do a variety of different things to take in scripture throughout the day when things were difficult, when it was really hard to just get some time alone. I would try to make sure that Scripture was getting in my mind and my heart anyway. So I used to line my kids up on the couch after breakfast and have them look at Bible story books while I read the Bible a little bit and prayed. And I realized it's harder to concentrate really well when you're parenting at the same time as you're trying to read. But I remember that it helped. It made a difference for me. And to be quite honest... It shows your children the priority of Bible reading as well. Sometimes I would prop my Bible up in the kitchen window while I was washing dishes. And then I would read a verse maybe from Proverbs 
and think about it and rinse and repeat. That worked out pretty well. I would also either write verses on three by five cards or I would photocopy a passage from my Bible and paste it onto a card and keep that in my pocket during the day. Especially while we were going for a walk outside, it was really easy to pull it out and review because um, we live in the country and there's not a lot of traffic. So when the kids were looking at a toad or, you know, sticks and things like that, I could just let them do that and review what I was working on for my Bible memory. But um, no matter how you end up doing this, even especially um, listening to the audio Bible app using your earphones as you go through your daily tasks or at particular times of day, no matter how you end up doing this, I would urge you to make it a priority each day to take in God's word and to pray. The third thing I want to encourage you to do is have some kind of a plan. Again, if you haven't been in the habit lately of reading your Bible, consider doing something really simple. Maybe you could read one psalm a day, or you could read one chapter of the New Testament a day. I'm going to put some links in the show notes, and they're going to be there for a few different Bible reading plan possibilities. But the really important thing is to have a plan and to have a routine, because not only is this going to save you time and ha- help you be more consistent, because you don't have to decide what you're going to do every time you sit down with the Lord, but a reading plan can help you cover the whole counsel of God, the whole Bible. The Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed, inspired by God, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So over time, we want to be able to take it all in, not just focus on a verse here or a chapter there, but to read it in context. Now, prayer can be one of the toughest aspects of our spiritual lives. I think so many people struggle with talking to someone who's unseen, but We have such promises in scripture. He tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to receive mercy and find strength to help in time of need. That's Hebrews 4. And the fact that we can come boldly, that's because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. We don't have to shrink back. We don't have to be ashamed or guilty. We don't have to know the exact right thing to say. We can just come. Remember, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I want to share a few things that I have found helpful in my own prayer life. In the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed incorporating singing into my devotional time. I mentioned earlier, I think I have a hymn book next to my red chair, and I will choose usually between one and three hymns in the morning. So I'm starting out by 
praising and thanking God for his character and his faithfulness. And it's it's such a blessing how the Holy Spirit can use this to get my own heart right before him, even the times when I, I don't feel like praising the Lord. The, the Bible tells us that the Lord is pleased when we bring him sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving. Remember, a sacrifice is something that costs us something. So just keep in mind that even if your heart feels dull inside of you and you're so burdened by anxieties and even sin, bring that to the Lord because he is faithful. He is ready to receive you. Which brings me to another aspect of prayer. If there's a sin that I'm struggling with, I often talk to the Lord about that in the beginning time, the beginning part of my time in prayer. It's so good to know that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Did you know he is praying for us even now in heaven. And we never need to be afraid to bring our sins and our failures to him with humility. We, we can ask his forgiveness and we can express our trust in him to strengthen us, to follow him faithfully. So please never think that you should hide from the Lord because of your sin. Bring it to him honestly. He already knows. And the Bible tells us that when we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you don't already have a plan for prayer requests, whether you're praying for other people or for yourself, I would strongly recommend either using a notebook or three by five cards. The purpose of these is to help you keep track of what you would like to pray for, as well as having a record where you can see God's answers. I'll tell you just a little bit about my own system. I've got this pack of three by five cards. And when I started out, I just began writing a few requests on cards each day. I didn't try to do everything all at once. But the name of the person that I'm praying for, I write it on the top left-hand corner. And that could be my own name. Otherwise, it's somebody else's. But then the, the date is in the top right-hand corner. And then I put the request or the short list of requests on the main portion of the card. For some people, like my own children, I have multiple cards. There are enough now that I have them on a rotation of several days. So I don't have this expectation that I'm going to pray for everything I need to pray for all in the same day. But because there's a little system in place, everything does get addressed in prayer on a regular basis. And the wonderful thing is, as I mentioned earlier, I get to see the Lord answer those prayers. When one is answered, I can take that card and I move it to the back of the box and I save those cards as a reminder that God is faithful. Finally, I just want to say we draw near to God because we need him. He is our life. It's not because anything we do makes us more righteous in his eyes. If we're in Christ, 
we're righteous with the righteousness of Christ, and all our sins are covered with his blood. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This seeking of him, this spending time in his presence, this is this is part of the abiding in Christ that Jesus talks about in, in John chapter 15. Remember that apart from him, we can do nothing. So we abide in him. And I just want to remind you too, that there will be days when it does not work out for you to privately pray and read God's word. I would just encourage you to keep moving forward in faith and in the strength that God provides Rest in him. He is trustworthy. Just get up the next day and seek him early and keep walking with him. I would love to hear what your devotions look like or what your plans are for getting consistent with them. You can actually go in our Facebook group and share how you're currently or how you plan to be seeking the Lord in the days ahead. I want to let you know that I'm so thankful you came today and I look forward to growing in Christ along with you. If you've been uplifted in any way by this podcast, it would mean so much if you'd not only subscribe, but leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded, believing women on the same path as you, consider joining our Facebook group. A link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, we have a God who can be trusted.